Let's see if they can play physical football today. Let's become great. You know how we do our thing. Welcome to the Lincoln County Locker Room, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems, Stein Brewing Company, Kickspex Bookstore, Shamrock Printing, All-Star Embroidery, Garage Experts of Columbus, and Rittberger Meat Market, Buckeye Lake. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7. And a good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room. We are live at the Stein Brewing Company, downtown Newark, 23 West Church Street. A beautiful night for you to come on down, stop in, get some food and drinks, and spotlight tonight the Newark Catholic Green Wave. So if you're a Green Wave fan or just a fan of Licking County Sports, come down here until 7 p.m., and 10% of the proceeds will go to the Newark Catholic Athletic Department. So a wonderful night to stop on down. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. And you're listening to the Licking County Locker Room, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems and Stein Brewing Company right here on Kate 98.7. So we're happy to be joined by that more point of the liner. Athletic Director Travis Schwab joins us from Newark Catholic. First of all, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you here on Lucking County Locker Room. And, you know, as I've talked to the other athletic directors, uh, a lot of folks just focus on one or two sports. But fall sports is a very, very busy time, isn't it? It's a it's it's a very busy time for everyone in Lucking County, especially at Newark Catholic. And, I'll tell you what, I've just had so much fun watching our fall athletes compete. And we're off to a tremendous start. Our kids have worked incredibly hard. Football's undefeated. Volleyball's undefeated. Boys golf is doing incredibly well. Girls golf is young, but, man, are they competitive. Cross country, it's just been an outstanding fall to this point. So the nice thing about it is you're able to offer a lot of different sports to both the boys and girls uh, within the respective school, and that, that's really got to help, I think, with the participation. Tradition is one thing, no question about it. And you mentioned football and volleyball, and there's state championships galore there. But to have the opportunity to, to hit the little white ball, which I just cannot do to save my life, but to you know offer these opportunities to kids to see sports that maybe aren't in the limelight as others, that's a big benefit, especially at a small school. A small school, especially one with tremendous tradition, is everyone wants to be involved. And when you're a small school like us, everyone has to be involved. And to see so many of our tremendous kids, and and we have tremendous kids at Newark Catholic, go out there, work really hard, be great teammates, and represent what's across their chest, Newark Catholic, in such a positive and tremendous way. You know, as an athletic director, it doesn't get any better than that. And I'm just so proud of our kids and the way they've worked, the, the quality people they are. They're, they're tremendous representatives of our school. So... What's the a day in the life of an athletic director? Let's not say it's game night or something like that. What what all goes into what you have to do on a day-in, day-out basis? Well, my role is a little bit different than probably most in Licking County. I, I teach four periods a day. I'm a co-athletic director, and I'm so fortunate to have a uh, Rob Smith. I 
technically am the boys' athletic director. He's the girls' athletic director, and we just work so well together. And he's been around forever. You probably know him from coaching girls' basketball and softball. He's around forever, yes. Yeah, we know. So (laughs) to be able to lean on him and, and his institutional knowledge has been tremendous. So being a teacher, being the AD, being the boys' basketball coach, I'm very, very busy, but I wouldn't change anything for the world. And maybe that helps to even get, I don't want to say the involvement, being able to teach, you know, and if somebody has a question about a sport, hey, teach, I want to ask you about this, that, or whatever. No doubt, no doubt. And I'm, I'm fortunate being an American government teacher is I teach every single sophomore in the school. And, you know, ultimately athletics is a relationship business, and I've just been so blessed to be able to build tremendous relationships with so many of the students in our school, and I say students because not all of them are athletes, but I get to interact with so many of them on a day-in, day-out basis in the classroom, it's helped carry over those relationships to the field. So now I see, you know, Miller Hutchinson's in my class. And so now after the game, I can give him a big high five because I know him and uh, tell him, great job, keep it up. And uh, I just cannot emphasize enough the quality people I get to interact with on a day-to-day basis. And a lot of them are sitting here at Stein Brewery. Right. I was about uh, to I mean, say. we got great fans. we got the best fans around. So The support that you have from the newer Catholic community, not going to say it makes your job easier, but it is a, it's a family-like atmosphere. It, it's a strength. It's a bond that uh, it's not going to be broken, that's for sure. Oh, no. No. I mean, it, you, you can change the names on the doors. We still have such a tremendous tight-knit community and you know we traveled two plus hours away to go play fort laramie on friday night and when i pulled in two hours early we already had people waiting in line to get in the game i mean our fans live and bleed green and uh, i mean a lot of people have great great support systems i we have the best one around so let's talk about one of the concerns with this football season, and that are the two cancellations that you've had to have. No, no fault of your own mother nature, uh, you know, the first week and then the, the tragedy uh, in week three. So at this point, I mean, are you even looking ahead for the potential of a, of a potential cancellation to look at open dates for other teams at this point? Does that have to be on your agenda right now? Well, we... we First off, we have to send our thoughts and prayers to the Columbus Academy folks because no no one ever wants to deal with that. And, uh, you know, from a selfish football perspective, we wanted to play both of those games. And, uh, you know, God has different plans for those two weeks. You know, the storms, the first week one just blew in and would not leave. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever wanted, I've ever seen. And, uh you know, week three is out of our control, but, uh, you know, I we're going to take it one week at a time. And uh, in our mind, we're going to play the, every week the remaining season, and we're going to play really hard, and we've got greatness that lies out ahead of us. You know, if and when something were to happen, we'll cross that bridge, but we're going to get these games in. Okay. We are going to – you heard it here first. We <laughs> yes. are going to play each and every week from here on out. There you go. There you go. Uh, a couple of other questions that I've asked uh, athletic directors that have just kind of been on the forefront of my mind, and, and one is, or they're kind of a combination, is amateurism, NIL. Uh, it was voted down. It's going to come back, and I think it's going to be voted through. 
Do you see that as a big impact at a at a smaller school? Because I, as we talked last week with Heath, again, you know, you, you compare a, a Lakewood St. Edward to a Zanesville Maysville. Uh, you know, there there is no comparison or the competition. So. Is there been any discussion on that, or are we just kind of in a wait-and-see mode about that? I think we're in a wait-and-see mode. Uh, To be brutally honest with you, I don't think it's going away. It's just a matter of when, Um, because everything's a trickle-down effect. It it went in gangbusters at the Division I level of college, and now you're starting to see it in Division II and Division III. So it's just a matter of time before it trickles down, and I think we'd be... It'd do us well to get out ahead of it and think about it for when that day comes, but because I, I just don't see you putting it back in the bag. I mean, it's it's here, and and we're gonna eventually have to figure this out, and it's it's gonna change the landscape of. It's already changed the landscape of sports. It's going to continue to do that even at the high school level, in my opinion. And I just wonder how much control can an OHSAA have versus the control a school can have or a conference can have? I guess that's where I'm trying to figure out what what would be the best scenario for this because, again, it's such a widespread thing, and I don't know that anybody has an answer at this point. If someone does, please contact me because I I don't know, and I think you're seeing – even the the biggest schools in the country at the college level still trying to figure it out. And the NCAA kind of washed their hands and said, you guys figure it out. And I don't think the OHSAA wants to do that same hands-off approach because, again, these are not adults. These are still kids. They're, you know, 14 to 18 years old when they're in high school. And, you know, we need to... We need to make sure we have a solid plan before. And, and I, I think that's why it's gotten voted down. And I... Wonder is as people start to really wrap their brains around it and develop plans, what the steps are going forward. I, I don't know. Right. I really don't know, and it'll be interesting couple of years as this continues to evolve. Well, I can even go back when I started covering sports 20, 25 years ago. How many of the college athletes did not know anything in their contracts? They every question had to be answered by an agent. So, you're trusting one or two individuals that are taking care of you and i just think now you're asking 14 15 16 year olds to trust from 50 bucks to maybe five thousand dollars that's a lot to ask for when they're taking a a government class also (laughs) well the first thing we need to do is teach a personal finance class i think every school would be uh, beneficial if this is going to be the reality of the future at some point we need to prepare these kids but I wish I had more to say about it. I really uh, I don't have a clue what's coming in regards to that. It'll be interesting to see how the votes continue. You know, I, I, my understanding, it was a decent margin that it got shot down. It'll be interesting to see if that gap narrows as the years continue to roll along. Yeah, I definitely think it's coming. Like you said, it's not how soon will it finally get through uh, and, and get passed? We're speaking with Travis Schwab, co-athletic director with Newark Catholic here on the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7. And you mentioned the, the dual roles, uh, and you also are a uh, basketball coach for the Green Wave. And, again, 
we've talked about the season starting to extend because for years, for decades, it was 20 regular seasons and uh, 20 regular season games in basketball. Now it's 22. Football now, if you make it to the state final, it used to be Turkey Day the day after. Now you're a week after that. Any concern about longevity uh, of these seasons and could that take away from dual sports uh, participation or competition? I don't think so in our situation. I mean, our, our kids are clearly, I mean, football, our guys will go. I, I have five or six guys, maybe seven, that do not participate in a fall sport. So, And that's all three levels of our basketball program. So our hope is is that we play into December in football because that means you're playing for a state title. And uh, hopefully we bring bring back the, the hardware this year. But, uh, you know, these kids, it's ingrained in them. And they want to win so badly, and, and they love to compete. And I think our kids, the more they get to compete, the happier they are. So I don't see in our situation it taking away from the dual sport athletes. I think it just allows them to have even less free time because they're going straight from basketball or straight from football to basketball into baseball. And, uh, you know, you only get to do this once in your life, so you might as well soak up as much competition and meaningful competition. Again, competition with some of your best friends, representing something much bigger than yourself. And I tell them all the time, I'd give you my left pinky finger to go back and do what you guys are doing because this is such a special time in their life, and, and they're soaking it in each and every day. And that part of it, I mean, health-wise and physically-wise, they have to be in pretty good shape, much more than what we were 30, 35 years ago. Have you seen that change because of the kind of going one boom, 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 and the, the more emphasis on that? The thing that I've seen is these kids have so much more knowledge when it comes to nutrition than I ever did. I mean, I grew up in an era where we drank soda like it was going out of style. These kids don't drink that stuff anymore. They, I mean, it's amazing to see our football players each and every day, each carrying a ja- gallon jug of water around with them because they have so much more knowledge about hydration, about nutrition, about recovery time, and, and they take very good care of their bodies. And, you know, as coaches, we have to be cognizant of it. I know that I can't bring the football guys and put them through a three-hour basketball practice the first day. We've got to take it in steps and lumps and, and be cognizant that they are playing multiple things and their bodies may be a little broken down. So let's shift gears a little bit to basketball because I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about uh, on the hardwood. And uh, here we are in September, and you mentioned maybe five to six, possibly seven players uh, not currently uh, in football or fall sports. What are you looking for? What what do they work on before uh, practice starts, which I believe would be October. Is that right? Or end, late, end of October. End of October. End of okay. October, yep. Uh, we're, we're focusing primarily on skill development, and the OHSAA allows us to do three-man workouts so we can get a ball in their hands, and we've focused on the three main skills, dribble, pass, and shoot. Um, and we spent the whole month of June uh, during the live period where we can have the full team together for 10 days. We, we you know, we played in a, in a summer league, but we didn't go to shootouts or team camps this year because we focused exclusively on laying the foundation of skills. And uh, our guys worked incredibly hard. We had tremendous attendance. And, uh, you know, even all summer, you know, we'd come in at 7 a.m., go 7 to 9, then they'd go straight into football from 9 to 11. So this is, 
something that's just part of the culture. But from a basketball perspective, I couldn't be more excited to get going. We've got a large, a large senior class, and you know the recipe I've always heard is you win with seniors. Uh, so we have, you know, nine seniors on the team this year, but we also have some very talented upperclassmen who have worked incredibly hard, who are going to push. And you know, obviously, this is not youth sports anymore. This is high school sports, so the best players play and the best. And you know, we just really excited to get going and enjoying every second of it. When you have that much of a senior class, is it? Because you always look for leadership. Is that a leadership then by committee, or is it, again, maybe one or two that you're looking to to stand out amongst that class? I think there's a number of our guys who have tremendous leadership skills. Um, And we're going to see once we are able to get the whole team together again, hopefully early December, and, uh, and see who emerges. But there's multiple ways to lead, and I think every senior has the responsibility to be a leader in one way or another. It could be a lead by example. It could be a vocal leader. It could be just the emotional support leader. The guy is sitting there to pat him on the rear end and lift their chin up when it's down. So there's there's all sorts of different ways to lead. And I think we've got a group of guys, especially the seniors, who have tremendous leadership skills. Do you see that in, in a player, the different types of leadership, or do you let them bring it out on their own? I don't think you have to watch too long to see kind of what their natural skills are. You've got some of the guys are rah-rah, high energy, and you've got other guys that don't say a whole lot but go out and play their tails off. And, uh, and, you know, let's be honest, we spent June and July together. I'm still getting to know them and their games, and they're still trying to figure me out. So we still got a lot of growth that needs to happen before we can definitively define roles at this point. We haven't even been through a practice, a true practice yet. So it's it, it's going to be a lot of fun, but we've got a lot of work to do. Now, I'm going to say this seriously, but it is, it, this is going to be ton and cheat. So you come from being a Muskie, and I was an Otterbein Cardinal. Now, you played in the NCAC mm-hmm. with Ohio Wesleyan. I'm sure you're going to say the OAC is a much tougher conference than the NCAC. Now, I'll let you say what you need to say, but, you know, I just... Since we were able to kick Wittenberg out of the OAC by dominating them in basketball, I'm just interested for a guy that's been in both both conferences. So I'll wait for your political answer here. <laughs> the one thing... Excuse me. The one thing I will say is Ohio has the best small college basketball in the in the country. Okay, we've got two of the greatest uh, Division three leagues. Um, you know, any listeners out there, if you are looking to see some really good basketball, go check out the small college scene because there's a lot of very talented players who work incredibly hard who are they're hoopers. I mean, yeah. they. I mean, it's a high level of basketball. I mean, Otterbein's won a national championship in the. Recent memory, Wittenberg's got national championships. We've had Marietta. I mean, the list goes down all the way down the list. And the great thing about the small college scene around here is anyone can beat anyone because everyone's got good players, everyone's extremely well coached, and everyone works extremely hard. There's no question about that. I just I had to take the jab because that's just what Otterbein people do. If we can take the jab, uh, we do. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're, they're both conferences have um, – well, they just leave it out on the floor every night. There is uh, – the, the love for the game is something that I, I think – 
you, you, yes, you see it at the Division One level, but when you see it, you go to sports. I'll even say Division Two in Ashland uh, and Division Three. It's a different type of mentality. It really is. And uh, I just, you know, I just had to throw that jab in there. So, anyway, Travis Schwab, we appreciate your time tonight. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Looking County Locker Room. And uh, again, hopefully. I, I, I believe you. You'll get all eight games in, and we'll move forward and look forward to postseason time. Well, thank you for having me. You know, it's just a it's a beautiful night. We've got a great crowd, and uh, we've got a big ball game coming up this Friday. We've got volleyball this week. We've got an, a lot of opportunities to compete, and I'm just so blessed to be here. So thank you both for your time, and go green. There you go. Thank you very much. We will take a time out, come back with more here live from the Stein Brewing Company on the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everyone. Brian Mays here at the Stein Brewing Company. Again, if you get here before 7 o'clock, your bill, 10% of those proceeds will be going to the Newark Catholic Athletic Department. And we want to preview next week here of the Licking County Locker Room from Stein Brewery. We'll have the Utica Redskins in the house as they are got a first victory of the season to get started and have had a couple of really close ball games ever since then. And they were very close with Licking Heights last week. So we'll be speaking to the Utica folks. That's next Monday here from the Licking County locker room. And then also again coming up this Friday night, our game of the week will be at Whitefield as the 2-2 two and two Newark Wildcats will play host to 2-2 two and two Olentangy Orange as Newark trying to get back on the winning track after winning back-to-back games for the first time since 2016. We'll look to get to their third victory as they take on Orange, hopefully a little bit more healthy, hopefully a little bit more ready to go. And we'll have that game kick off at 7 p.m. That's Friday night right here on Kate 98.7. We are currently waiting for Coach Ryan Alalo to join us, along with, I believe, a player coming from practice. They're just wrapping that up, so they'll be joining us as soon as they come into uh, the restaurant, and we'll be happy to have them on there. But just, again, one of the more interesting stats that you'll ever see, especially from a, a small school, Newark Catholic, 27 state championships, which is just remarkable. And the breakdown is 17 on the boys' side, 10 on the girls' side. And a lot of people always think about football with the Green Wave. The baseball program, nine state titles. That's right, nine state championships, eight in football. So that's the boys' state titles. And on the girls' side, Eight in volleyball, and the girls' volleyball program is having another tremendous season this year, as well as you heard from Travis Schwab. They are undefeated. Also championships in girls' track and field, as well as girls' basketball. So the tradition, as we talked about, the success stories and what they've been able to accomplish year in and year out with Newark Catholic on both the boys' and girls' side has been nothing short of remarkable with those 27 state championships. And again, the new AP poll should be out tomorrow. Newark Catholic was ranked fourth uh, in Division Seven in the first poll. 
And after the win over Fort Loramie, they should potentially move up as well. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. The only other county team ranked in that first poll was Granville. They were at number six. So we'll see if the Aces hold or move into the top five and see if Watkins Memorial might get a couple more votes as they come in at three and one. And Newark Catholic, they do have a big game coming up this week. They travel to Pataskala to take on Licking Heights. Heights now with a record of two and two as well. Huge computer points in that ball game as well for the Green Wave as they look forward to moving their record to three and zero on the season. So as we sit here and we wait for the coach to uh, stop in. We're going to take another break here and uh, come back with more live from Stein Brewing Company right here on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everyone. We are happy to be joined by head coach Ryan Aiello with the Newark Catholic Green Wave and his all-do-everything Mason Hackett joining us as well. Guys, just getting off the practice field. Appreciate you joining us. And uh, it's been a stop-start season so far. You had the cancellation. You got in week two. And you finally got your second game last week against Fort Loramie. So, got to be impressed the way this team goes out and is really focused in the two games they've had to play, Coach. Yeah, 100%. First off, thank you for having us. Appreciate that greatly. Um, it has been a, a tough season to this point, you know, and trying to manage, um, you know, the, the kids, our, our team chemistry here with what's going on because, you know, each and every year that you start off, you're, you're starting off with a brand new group of guys, essentially. You know, uh, yeah, there's some consistency from year to year, but you got a new group of seniors that are taking that leadership role uh, head on for the first time. You're bringing in a new group of freshmen. So you got a new culture that you're trying to identify. So to lose those two weeks, it's it's tough to identify where you're at. You know, going to going into a, a very challenging opponent in Fort Loramie, uh, there, there's definitely some questions that you have, you, you know, as a coaching staff. But uh, our kids did a tremendous job and, and very proud of them. Mason, let me ask you. So you're getting all ready for a game, and it gets canceled. Then you did that in each week, and then. Your second game, you got to take a two-and-a-half-hour road trip. So you guys had to be chomping at the bit to play last Friday. Yeah, we went through a lot of adversity. And, uh, you know, uh, like Coach said, um, I mean, he wanted us to fight through adversity. So uh, when we were done with adversity, we just had to overcome it and uh, just go out there and just play our football. So it looks like both sides of the ball have played extremely well. I mean, you shut out Nelsonville, York. They really did not sniff the end zone. Fort Loramie, a very potent offense. We know what happened last year. Went down to the wire with a two-point conversion. So uh, I'll ask you, Coach, and then you can chime in, Mason. What what has been the strength of this ball club so far? Is it just what I just said, doing it on both sides of the ball? I think Mason did a, a good job of, of talking about it. You know, it, it is a form of adversity, you know, when, when you lose out on some games. You know, for these kids to put in the preparation that they do each and every week throughout the whole course of, of summer camp and, and to only to this point be given two games is, is frustrating. And it is a form of adversity. So our kids have just done a tremendous job of, of really controlling those small things, controlling the controllables, right? We, we talk about it a lot with our kids. You know, what can we control? You can't control the outcome uh, of a game being canceled you know that that's not the kids fault that's nobody's fault so what do we need to do we need to focus on our preparation that's something that we can do you know our ability to watch film our ability to condition get in the weight room um you know make sure we prepare appropriation and what goes into those friday night games so as a senior you're the leader to prepare the team and get them ready game in and game out is that something you you look forward to taking up that responsibility yeah i do um last year i wasn't really vocal and i feel like this year i stepped up and started being vocal and trying to be a big leader for this group and i think it also helps that everybody gets along we have great team chemistry so uh, once we get that team chemistry you know i think we're good 
you had a great game Friday night, averaged seven yards a carry, punt return as well. Uh, that's always a backbreaker against uh, another ball club. Coach, don't get mad. I know it's team goals. I know it's team setting. But when you had the type of year that you did as a junior last year, do you have any, and you don't have to share them right here, do you have any individual goals or things that you've set for yourself to help the team along the way? Um, I do, yeah, but uh, most of the time I'm just focused on the team, just focused on winning uh, each and every game and just going out there and trying to win a state championship. So that's basically my ultimate goal. Each season is different, and there's no question about that. But the success that you had all the way to the end last year. How much does that carry over? It does carry over a lot. Um, you know, last year it was a heartbreaking loss in the state championship, but um, I feel like everybody has come together, you know, put the hours in the weight room, conditioning, all that stuff, getting ready for this season. So I feel like losing was probably the best thing for us and to make us, to make us hungry and to go out there and just to try to get back and win. It's very nice to have him as a senior leader, but let's talk about your quarterback who's come in, and uh, some people want to say manage whatever, but he's been very efficient throwing the football. Miller's done a tremendous job, um, you know, step into that role, as you said, as a sophomore here, uh, and really no varsity experience last year either. It's not like we were getting a lot of playing time. He had an injury that he was battling uh, for most of the year last year. So to come in uh, under the conditions in which he has we, with the expectations that we have, I couldn't be more pleased with how he's composed himself. And it's not only just the, the physical assets that he's brought uh, to our offense, but the mental aspect. You know, he just has tremendous composure uh, with what he's doing, but that's a result of the kids that we have around him. You know, Mason, the senior class, uh, the rest of these young men, the other 10 guys doing their job really puts him in a position to be successful, but very pleased with where he is at to this point. A lot of, lot of room to grow, though. A lot of room to grow. Well, and I think, again, consistency is only going to help him. And, and again, to, to start and stop as a sophomore, th- that's pretty difficult. And, again, to see him in a very tough environment, in a very tough place to play, 9 of 11, that, that's pretty darn good. His, his decision making has been, uh, and again, that mental component, and he's putting in the preparation, right? So uh, that allows him to make those good decisions there. And again, with the other 10 guys doing what they're supposed to always, uh, definitely helps out. But uh, our offensive coaching staff, I, I think, has done a great job as well, you know, and making sure that we're calling plays to get him in a rhythm to allow these guys to, to do what they do best, which is just go out there and play the game of football. But our coaching, offensive coaching staff has, has done a great job in, in supporting that young man. You never want to look ahead, but tradition is so vital at Newark Catholic, and you're everybody's aware of it. Everybody knows about the eight state titles in football, and the expectations were very high for this ball club coming in. How do you accept that, you know, as a senior? And and again, I'm going back to the responsibility part of it because tradition does lay the groundwork, but then you guys have to develop it. So I don't want to say it's difficult, but it's something you you either embrace or you don't. Yeah, I feel like our senior class has uh, embraced it. You know, uh, we realize that we're in a uh, high school that um, is really uh, got a good tradition of winning football games and going to state championships. So I feel like uh, with our leadership, I think that we can get back there. And uh, we haven't won a state championship since uh, 07. And I feel like we need to bring one back this year. So know that I mean to to know it was 07. I mean that to me, you're embracing that. So Licking Heights this Friday. Uh, it's a two and two team. I think it's a very dangerous 2-2 two and two team, and they have uh, a stud in, in Deuce Caldwell. 
Yes, he's, he's an extremely talented young man, very explosive, um, you know, not only throwing the football as a quarterback, but I, I think more importantly running. Um, you know, he, he's got some quickness, uh, some speed in open space. He's a physical runner as well, and he's got some tools around him that, that can equally be uh, as dangerous in the passing game and in the run game. Um, he's got an offensive line that is as big as we will see all year long. You know, the big physical guys, a uh, lot, lot of strength up front, so we, we've got to find a way to get through that and, and try to contain him the best we can. Is it a nice, I shouldn't say nice, but a nice physical matchup to have you get ready for the second half of the season at a game like Heights? There's no question, you know, and, and you talk to, you know, Mason about expectations. You know, one, one thing that I think our kids have done a great job of, and, and this is handling that adversity as well, is just taking things on a week-to-week basis. You know, we've just got to make sure that we maintain a, a growth mindset. Uh, there's no question we, we understand what the expectations and goals are here, but it's it's what can we control right now in our preparation moving forward. So, uh, you know, it's very exciting getting back into the LCL. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of pride in our conference with, with what we're doing. Um, we, we respect the coaching staffs and the schemes that we um, we see on a, on a weekly basis here. We definitely appreciate that and are excited for that opportunity. Uh, but but Licking Heights is you can't look past them. You know, right. as, as you mentioned, they, they've got uh, just some tremendous talent uh, on in all three phases. Really, they're, they're very well coached. Uh, they do a great job of utilizing that talent appropriately. So we, we've got to find uh, we got to come up with some solutions. That's for sure to, to be able to contain that. It'll be a good one, Coach and Mason. Thank you for coming right off the practice field here to Stein Brewery. Appreciate your time tonight. So much yes, for having thank us. You. That'll wrap up this edition of Looking County Locker Room. Thanks to everyone who has attended. We'll see you Friday night from Whitefield with Newark and Olin Tangy Orange at 7 and back here Monday night at Stein Brewery with Utica. Everybody have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7. Tonight's show is brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems, Stein Brewing Company, Kicks Mix Bookstore, Shamrock Printing, All-Star Embroidery, Garage Experts of Columbus, and Ritberger Meat Market, Buckeye Lake. Join us next Monday night at 6 for the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7. Licking County's Kate. 98.7.